You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast. We have my friend Jesse Beyer with us today, and we're chatting all about your book. I know you have an idea in your head to write a book someday, and this episode is going to help you take it and put it into action once and for all. You're going to love this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jesse, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm super excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've known Jesse for, gosh, has it been over a year, Jesse? I don't know. I don't think... I don't think we can keep track of time very well anymore, but I've known yeah. you for quite a while. <laughs> no, I don't even know. Yeah. Time is so weird in COVID, but I think it's been almost a year at this point. Yeah. I was immediately attracted to what she did because she spoke my language. She helps coaches write their books, but she not only does that, she actually does it in a way that will actually work because I don't know about you guys, but I see a lot of write your book in 30 days and even the little catchy marketing things. If you don't get your book written in 30 days, um, I'll refund you the $5,000 it took to get my course. And I think there's so many like sleazy marketing things out there for books. So when I saw her, I was thinking this is exactly what people need, something that actually works. Because we all see that you can publish on Amazon, but then we kind of see their books flop. Like we've seen those before. So I'm excited to have Jessie on because she's kind of the real deal. She has an Amazon bestseller. She shows you how to go from a concept to actually publishing and getting it out there. So thank you for being on. I just did a long intro, but I really believe in what you do. So go ahead and take it. Let everyone know exactly what you do and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, I appreciate that introduction so much. And you're absolutely right. I mean, there's so many businesses out there. If you're on Facebook at all, you'll see ads left and right about write and publish in 90 days and all things like that. And I, you know, I mean, I'm sure that works for some people, but if you are like most people that I speak to, you actually have a life and a business <laughs> and a family and all of these other things on your plate. And so you don't have 80 hours a week that you can just sit down and write this thing. So absolutely we're on the same page, but to give a little back bit of backstory to who I am and what I do, my journey really started with mental health. And that's still a huge part of my business. That's what my book is about. It's what I speak about, but it's something that I was passionate about because of my own personal struggles with it. And I started to have conversations about it and really see how much that could help people and kind of spark this light in their eyes of saying, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that struggles with this. It is okay to talk about this. It is okay to ask for help. So I started speaking on stages. I started doing some, again, just conversational, not coaching or therapy or anything like that, but just really being an advocate for mental health awareness. And that turned into my book. And of course, when you're in the entrepreneurial space and something goes really well, you have people asking you, oh my gosh, you know, how did you do it? How did it happen? I've wanted to do the same thing. And so I was like, well, I better start coaching other entrepreneurs as well. So started helping some other people write and publish their books. Again, very, very casually, just really whatever they needed support with. And that turned into what I do today, which is I help entrepreneurs, specifically service-based entrepreneurs like you coaches that are listening, write, publish, and market their books without working more than five hours a week with the focus on impact as much as it is on income. 
I want you guys to write a book that's going to grow your business, grow your revenue, grow your reach, grow your opportunities, all of those things, but also write a book that's going to actually help people and share your message with the people who need it most. So in a nutshell, that is who I am and what I do and what I'm all about. That's why I love you is because you have a purpose of helping people, not dollar signs. And that is exactly what I believe in. We're here to help help people and serve people. And I think I've done workshops with you, Jesse, and I can see the light bulb moments that come up when you say, this is a great way to begin the process of getting clients. It's not about the sales of the book. Why don't you go ahead and let everyone know what it like a typical sales amount is for the books. I think that's a big eye opener. And then we can talk about how that can build into client work. Absolutely. So the average person who writes a book, they're going to make between five and $7 per copy of their book that's sold, regardless of it's, if it's a paperback or an ebook, because there's printing costs and things like that. So a lot of people are like, okay, great. I mean, a cup of coffee is nice, but why would, why should I take the time to write and publish a book if I'm only going to make five bucks per copy that's sold? And so Lindsay, that's where you're going with this is there's so many ways to grow. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what you're looking at is if you're trying to do volume book sales, you're going to make between five and $7 per copy. Right. And so most of the time, we probably don't have millions of people following us on social media and 20,000 plus on our email list where we can think, okay, is that really worth my time? But it is worth your time because I picture this beautiful ladder of, we give it a lot of free content, right? So why not up it a level? So instead of giving everyone your free workbooks, you can go out to this whole new world of letting them hold your book in your hand or, you know, if they're e-readers, whatever, this is a great way to connect with people on a level that is not going to work with a freebie, right? How many times have you read a book and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to tell everyone about this book. It changed my life. That's the purpose of your book, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's that introduction into your world. And a book is, I don't want to say that anything is easy to sell because people are going to get mad at me, but compared to some other lower tiered offers, a book is so much easier to sell because it's unique and it's special and it has the reputation of being life-changing at a really low price. Absolutely right. The point of it is not to go out and sell a million copies and make a million dollars. The point is to introduce people into your world, help them become raving fans of you and what you do and either walk away with a ton of knowledge that they are going to use to go and change their life or their business or their relationships or whatever it is that you write about, or they're going to start moving up in your business, maybe into a small course or into coaching or into a mastermind or whatever your value ladder looks like. Exactly. I think it also puts this level of expertise on you that like a crown that you didn't have before when you can tell people that you are a published author. I remember my very first coach years ago, she published a book while we were working together. And I just thought that was so amazing. I couldn't believe that I worked with somebody who published a book. I didn't know any of the ins and outs of it, but it just put her at this level that made me feel really proud to work with her. So I think there's some clout that goes along with it. I think we all want those, those taglines, those, those labels with our business. Do you agree? I 100% agree. And I think that's really the crux of how you use your book to grow your business is that when you publish that book, there's this magical thing that happens, like you were just talking about where your credibility and your expert status are immediately increased. You can be the exact same person the day before and after you publish your book. You can have the exact same level of expertise. 
but you are going to be seen as more credible and more of an expert. Now, not only does this lead to, like we were talking about, more clients because you stand out from your competition, but it also leads to more opportunities for speaking gigs, for press, for podcast interviews, for guest posting opportunities, for profitable relationships. All of those things become more accessible to you, which means you can get more eyeballs on you and your business and your work, which again, just funnels more people into the rest of your business. So it's really kind of not to be dramatic or sound crazy, but it's kind of that missing piece that can just make the cogs click into place to get your marketing working and get all of those little feelers that you have out there really converting for your business. Just to give an idea, you know, from a numbers perspective, I, I'm a speaker in mental health. And before I published my book, I would use the term speaker loosely because I was only speaking three or four times a year for a mm -hmm. huge range of fees, you know, as low as like $150 for a presentation that I drove three hours one way for. <laughs> so it was, it was a time for sure. But after I published my book that next semester, cause I speak on college campuses. So my brain kind of works in semesters, but mm -hmm. that next semester I spoke 15 times and made over $30,000 in the course of three months. So wow. it absolutely changed everything for me. And literally the only thing I did differently, well, two things I did differently was include the fact that I was an author in my speaking pitches and offer bulk copies of my books at the presentations and places that I spoke at. That's it. So mm. that's really the power that a book can have on your business. And to bring this back full circle to where we started on this conversation, that's why you want to write your book. Again, the impact and the legacy and all of those things. But from a numbers perspective, if I have to convince the CFO in your brain to write a book, this is why. It's not for the five or $7 per copy, but it's for this larger impact and this larger growth and opportunity potential that a book can have on your business. Yes, 100%. To put it into more, break it down for coaches, it can be, they get people read your book, they join your Facebook group, they follow you on social media, they join your program, they join your membership, they work with you one-on-one, -on -one, all because you spend time writing a book. So let's talk about the time. So what does the time mean? You, you talk about five hours a week. How can, so I'm in your program, Jesse, and I love your program and I have not implemented anything except I've taken it. Because I have my family, I have my business, I have my job, and it's been, a, it's honestly been difficult to be able to find time to sit down and write. Uh, because when everything is quiet in my house, I kind of just want to go to bed, right? Because we get, we get so busy during the day. So how can you help people realize that we can take time for this and motivate us a little bit to set aside, maybe even a little bit less a week? So we can get started. I think people procrastinate this more than anything. So can you dig into why they're procrastinating and give us some tangible tips on how to keep moving? Absolutely. Well, the first thing I want to say is that your journey is absolutely okay. And I'm speaking to you, Lindsay, because I know your journey. And I'm also speaking to everyone else whose journey I don't know, but because I kind of know because the industry, everyone's journey is completely okay. And the reason I say that is because you have things on your plate. You have children that you're homeschooling. You have this whole, you know, life outside of business. Imagine that. <laughs> and so what I don't want to have happen for people is for there to be this pressure, like there is from a lot of other coaches, or there to be this expectation that if you don't get it done quickly, then you're failing and all of these things. I want it to be fun. I want you to enjoy the writing process. And so the timeline that I generally give people is five hours a week for six months. 
For some people that turns into an hour a week for a year or two years. For some people that turns into 10 hours a week for three months. So there's absolutely this flexibility. But what I want you to really understand is that a lot of this procrastination is coming from how hard you think it's going to be and how much work you think it's going to take. But when you actually sit down and start writing and start working through the process, it's not as difficult as you think. And a lot of times you'll get into, <clears throat> into writing flows where you're like really pounding out this one concept or this one idea or one story and you pick your head up from your computer and you've written 3000 words. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can do this thing. <laughs> So it's kind of that mindset shift, but the biggest tip that I can give to help you overcome some procrastination is to set realistic content goals for your writing. Both of those words, realistic and content are really important because obviously if you're setting unrealistic goals of, I'm gonna write 10,000 words this week, my book is gonna be done in five or six weeks, I'm gonna be a rock star, <laughs> probably not gonna happen. I mean, you're still a rock star, but it's probably not gonna happen. And so now you're frustrated with yourself. Now you're disappointed. Now you're uncertain about whether you can do it next week. And as a coach, Lindsay, I'm sure you know this. Everything goes downhill when you start having those thoughts in your head. Mm -hmm. So you need to actually take a look at your schedule and say, okay, what can I realistically do? Maybe if you have young kids, you know that they go down for a two-hour nap every afternoon and that's going to be your writing time. Maybe you know that instead of watching two hours of Netflix a night, you're going to watch one hour of Netflix and write for the other hour. I'm not saying that your life has to be this military regiment of, you know, every hour is productive and blah, 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 mm -hmm. but take an honest, honest, honest look at your schedule and say, okay, where, where am I spending time that I could dedicate to writing and that I'm going to choose to dedicate to writing because this goal of writing a book is so important to me. So tap into that why as well. Mm -hmm. The second word that I said was content goals. And the reason that I encourage you to write content goals, which is something like a thousand words a day or a chapter a week or some measurable progress in your book, as opposed to a time goal, which is an hour a day, five hours a week, something like that, is because with that goal of an hour a day, for example, you could theoretically work on the same paragraph of your book for that whole hour and you would have sort of met your writing goal for the day. So it, op it opens the door for perfectionism and for procrastination and for all of those things that prevent you from getting your work done. But when you say, okay, I need to write a thousand hours or a thousand hours, oh my goodness, a thousand <laughs> words a day, you can either spend seven hours being a perfectionist on that, which no one is gonna do, or you can sit down and say, okay, let's get these words on paper. Let's get them done. We're not going to edit while we write. And then when this whole manuscript is finished, then I can come back and make it perfect. There's a quote that I really like by Terry Pratchett, where he says that the first draft is just you telling yourself the story. And I love that because it takes so much pressure off of your shoulders. Your first draft is not for anyone but you. You are the only one that is going to see that. So it can be messy. It can be sloppy. It can make no sense but it is still a huge accomplishment because you took every bit of knowledge and story and impact in your brain and got it out on paper for the world to eventually see. So that's what your first draft is. And, and really those are my best tips for, for getting it done and for making it, you know, not just be a resolution for you this year, but to be something that you actually accomplish. Yes. And I like how you break it down. Like I need tangible things to cross off. So a thousand words a day, um, whatever that might look like, whether I 
it takes me an hour or 20 minutes. That helps me uh, see how I can make this happen. I think that's important because I think we're looking at it as I need to write a book. I need to work on my book. And that seems so huge to me. And so, yeah, that huge thing that can be pushed off because that's a large project, right? We need quick wins. I need, I like quick wins. And I think doing that thousand words or maybe even 500 is something because it's going to build up. It's going to be that snowball effect. And the other thing I like about your advice and your program in particular is you kind of break it down and you help us do the math. Like this is how your book is going to be laid out. And I think that's so important because everyone looks at it as this huge thing again. We're like, we're looking at it with this bird's eye view and oh my gosh, I how, how long is a typical book? It's thousands and thousands and thousands of words. But if we break it down, it's easy to fill in. Can you explain how your program is actually laid out so people can get a really good idea? Absolutely. So I mentioned briefly earlier that five hours a week for six months. And so the phases that you're kind of going to go through in that journey is the idea production, right? So topic selection, what am I actually going to write this thing about? Then there's the writing process. So the outlining, the getting the words on paper, then the editing. So there's multiple steps that I work through in the editing. And then it's into your prep for your launch. So we're looking at publicity strategies. We're looking at getting reviews and endorsements. We're looking at how do you actually format this thing to get it out into the world professionally and not so that everyone knows it's a very sloppy self-published book, which I have strong feelings about. And then, and then your launch. So the marketing, the strategy, the launch team, all that stuff and then into post-publication marketing. So in my program, if you're looking at it from a logistical perspective, there are eight modules. There are five lessons in each module. Keep it super straightforward. The lessons, I mean, Lindsay, you can attest to this. They're between five and 10 minutes. They're mm-hmm. super, super easy to get through. And I don't have a lot of fluff, like seven minute introductions no. about the backstory behind X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, welcome to the lesson. We're diving in. This is exactly what you need to know. And this is what you only need to know, right? Like you don't need to know 8,000 different things. This is, I don't want to say the bare minimum because that sounds really bad, but there's not all of these distractions it's not and fluffy. shiny objects. Yeah, it's not fluffy, which thank you for that. And so it's really walking you through all those different steps from saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing. 2022 is going to be the year. We're going to get it done. Going from there all the way through to post-publication marketing and talking about how do I actually grow my book, grow my business with my book. So that's kind of an overview of the program and the steps that it walks you through. But it really is something, you know, I pride myself on it being your one-stop shop. You're not going to need to go out and piece all of these different courses together to figure out how to go from idea to publish. It really has everything you need in order to get that done, get that done well, and get that done successfully. Yes, because there's nothing worse than investing in a program and you're like, I know this already and now now what do I do because it's not it's not complete and your program definitely is I think it's really important to dig into a question that a lot of people have okay we have the program I want to write a book but am I interesting enough is my story interesting I feel like I'm the most boring person in the world what gives me the right to write a book Mm -hmm. absolutely so I'm going to say something probably really controversial and then I'm going to explain why I say this so the first thing I'm going to say that's controversial is that no one cares about your story. And by that, I do not mean that you are not interesting, that your story is not worthwhile, because I think every single person has a story and a life experience that can be turned into a book that can change someone's life. But what I mean by that is that I don't want you to focus on 
whether your story is interesting or whether you're cool enough, what I want you to focus on and what your readers are going to focus on is how can my story help other people? As a reader, they're going to be reading your book and saying, yes, okay, I'm entertained. I'm inspired by your story. That's awesome. But what I'm really looking for is how I can take your story and the lessons that you learned and apply that to my life to get whatever transformation your book is promising. So when you're writing, yes, think about your stories. Think about the moments that made you laugh. Think about the moments that made you cry. But then also think about the lessons you learned and the things that you wish you knew when you started whatever journey you're writing about. Again, if that's a business growth journey or a personal development journey or a weight loss journey, whatever that is, think about where you were at the beginning of that journey and say, okay, what do I need to know? Because I'm sure like anyone who goes on a journey, you tried 17,000 different things and maybe two or three of them worked. So what were the things that worked? What were the things that made a difference? And those are the things that you want to convey to your readers. The other thing I'll say about this is that it's kind of good to be boring in a way or to be traditional in a way because it allows your readers to connect with you. If you come in with this story of fighting dragons and you're in the medieval times and now you're a time traveler, but you're also a professional chef and there's all of these things going on in your life probably makes for an epic story, but people aren't going to be able to relate to that. They're not going to be able to see themselves in your story and therefore they're not going to get the transformation that they're looking for because it seems unattainable. Those readers are going to be like, okay, that's fantastic for Susie. That's so cool but I don't know how to fight a dragon and I certainly cannot bake a cake. So I don't know how I'm supposed to, you know, learn from this book. So even if you're looking at your own story and you're like, okay, well, I'm just a mom. And I'm using that term sarcastically. Mm -hmm. I'm just a wife. I'm just someone who learned how to run five miles. I'm just whatever. That is your perfect opportunity to connect with your readers because your readers are sitting there thinking the same thing. They're just whatever they are in their lives. And so if you're like, hey, yeah, I was just a mom, but look at all these things that I can do with that. And here's how you can do the same thing. That is going to be so much more of an impactful book than you coming in and slaying dragons and all of those things that we were talking about earlier. It's just the same as when coaches are online thinking they need to be like everyone else and as exciting as they think everyone else is. But when you tap into who you really are, the most boring, mundane things of your life are going to be the most relatable, like having kids, homeschooling, working your nine to five along, building a business. Those are things that people connect to. The most boring little pieces of you are are the strings that are going to bring in amazing clients. So don't be afraid or embarrassed of how boring your life is. You guys, if I can talk about my life and it is the most boring life and I'm proud of it, you should too, because everyone has a story. And if we don't share that, if we share all the, the bells and whistles and the sparkly moments, it's going to be hard. Like Jesse said to, for people to say, yeah, that's, that's great. But what does that mean for me? We want people to read our book and feel connected to us and want to be around us in our world. So we can help them, whether it's with another free ebook, or maybe it is a client. It doesn't matter if we go at it with the eyes of, I can serve you. I can help you. I think that's all that matters. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And think about this, for example, you have some people that you follow on Instagram and every time you see their dog show up on social media, 
you fall in love with them a little bit more and you're DMing them and you're saying, oh my gosh, your dog is so cute. And you're commenting on their photos and you're liking their stuff. Their dog has nothing to do with their business. Absolutely nothing to do with their business. Millions and millions and millions of Americans have dogs. It's not really anything that special, but that is a bonding point because you like dogs. Maybe you have a dog and therefore you feel closer to that person because they also have a dog. So that is the boring parts of your story, right? Is your dog and everyone's dog is amazing. I think my dog is amazing. You know, nothing against dogs at all. But that's an example of how this works. It's that connection point. It's bringing someone into your world by saying, hey, you have a dog, you have a dog. Or saying, hey, you can't run a mile, I couldn't run a mile either. It's those pieces that are so, like Lindsay was saying, so mundane, so boring, so normal that are going to let people go, hey, I, I'm you or where you were a little while ago, but I want to get to where you are now you seem like someone who can get me there. And that's what you're going for in terms of, you know, book marketing and bringing people into your world through your book. Yes. You're thinking about the pain points of the person who is potentially working with you. Like, I don't know if I can build a coaching business because I have a full plate or I'm very introverted, or I have this type of personality. How can I make this happen? And you share those parts of you that inspire people to do the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say to you on this is that vulnerability is a superpower. And I know for me that the moments I've had the biggest impact on people, whether it's through my writing or my speaking or not even anything business related, are the ones where I just literally rip myself open and pour myself out and say, these are all the dark and dirty and broken and ugly parts of me. But I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to talk about them so that you know it's okay to talk about them too. And it's in those moments where that bridge is built between people. It's not the moments where I stand up and say, yes, I'm a number one best-selling author. And yes, mm-hmm. I made X amount of money in X amount of time. Those are great for credibility builders. Like absolutely use them in your marketing. But when it comes to making that connection and making that impact with a fellow human being, it is the vulnerable parts. It is the parts where you know, you maybe don't want to talk about this and maybe it's uncomfortable and maybe you wonder if you're sharing too much or you're being too open. Those moments, that's where those bridges are built between you and your people. And so go for those moments, go for the moments where you were on the floor in your bathroom, sobbing in a corner because you just couldn't do whatever the thing is that you're trying to do. Those are the moments that you're trying to convey in your book and that are going to build those connection pieces. And again, those are not the sexy, shiny pieces of life. So don't Mm -hmm. be afraid of moments like that either. I think another great tip just is picturing yourself someone else in the future who just read your book and she's giving it to a friend. What would she say? You got to read this book. Jesse said this. She went through this. You got to read this. This is going to help you. Why would your book help somebody else? Why would your book be handed off to a friend and picture those moments and be proud of those moments and kind of work yourself backwards? Mm, That's such a fantastic tip. I love that so much. And I'll say, you know, as an author, the best moments, the best moments are not the bestseller status. It's not the business growth. It's not the number of books that you've sold. It's those emails or messages that you get on Instagram from someone saying, this book changed my life because of X, Y, and Z, or I now believe X, Y, and Z, or I now can do X, Y, and Z. And it's those moments that you're like, oh my gosh, 
all of the blood, sweat, and tears that I put into this thing, because I bled for my book, literally so many paper cuts. I <laughs> cried over my book for sure. And I absolutely sweat through my book as well. So you will do all three when you're writing your book. <laughs> but all of those blood, sweat, and tears were absolutely worth it because this one person messaged you and said, hey, mm-hmm. my book, your book changed my life. And you're going to get dozens of messages like that. So it's in those moments and it's in those opportunities for you to actually impact someone's life. That's going to make all of this worth it. So imagine those messages, imagine those emails, imagine what you want people to achieve, what you want people to change, what you want people to believe from reading your book and then write to that person. Exactly. Like you were saying. Yes. It's just like manifesting the results, seeing other people share your book online, tagging you all of those moments. I'm sure you're getting Instagram stories where they're highlighting things in, in their book, in your book and sharing it with their audience. Like those are like true meaningful moments. So I love that. Why don't you go ahead and share how people can find your free training and find more about what you do, Jesse? Absolutely. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I have recently gotten into Instagram reels. So if you want some really bad dancing and some funny moments, <laughs> come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Jesse Byer International there. And then the best place to actually dive further into the content that we talked about today is to take my free masterclass about how you can take your book from idea to published without working more than five hours a week and letting it take over your life. That is available at www.jessiebuyer.com forward slash training. We go into everything there. We go into how to structure your book so that it's easy to write and easy to read. We look at launch strategy and the only four things that you need to know how to do in order to launch your book successfully. We look more at business growth and I actually lay out an example of, okay, you publish this book, how are we going to leverage it to grow your business beyond just book sales? We talk about the idea to publish book blueprint, which is the exact step-by-step process that not only I use to write and publish my book, but it's what I teach all my students to use to write and publish their books. So we really dive deep. And Lindsay, you've been in this training. I did this training for your students. Mm -hmm. This is not something where I sit there and talk about myself for half an hour and then maybe share like one helpful thing. Mm -hmm. This is a really in-depth training. There's tons of value in it. There's tons of things that you can actually walk away from this and implement in your own book writing journey. So that's absolutely the best place to dive in further. And again, that's at jessiebuyer.com forward slash training. She is not lying. This is an amazing training and it is not fluffy. I don't think you put anything fluffy out there, Jesse. It's all, it's actually tips to do something. It's not, here's a little taste and then figure it out yourself. This is a training that probably should cost some money, but it doesn't. So go take this. It's going to help you so much and then take it another level and go join her program. I'm in it. And the one thing that I really, really love about your program, Jesse, is it's made for people who are, have busy lives. So if I can't dive into it right when I purchase it, it's okay. It's always going to be there for me. So that is another huge perk about it. Go, go, just go take it. You guys, it's the beginning of the year. It's time to actually get this book out there and get the actual tools. You don't need to go on Google and Pinterest trying to find all the free tips. Just go take this and it will help you. I promise. Well, Lindsay, I appreciate that so much. And I I really do pride myself on that. I'm not a fluffy person. I think fluff annoys me in general. And so I really want to give everyone the best strategies to actually go make the thing happen. And I'm sure if you're like most people, you've been saying this for 2021 and 2020 and 2019 Mm -hmm. and 2018, that this is finally going to be the year you write your book. (laughs) Well, it's 2022, y'all. Let's go get it done. And I would love to support you along the way. 
Amazing. I think we all owe it to ourselves to take this into action and do it. Share with your audience how much you love this episode of Jesse. Go follow Jesse on Instagram. Go take her training. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm so grateful for all of the time you've spent with my podcast audience, my students. You've done so much. So thank you so much, Jesse, for being so uh, gracious with your time and knowledge. I really appreciate it. Lindsay, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business, and we would love to see you there.